motherfucker. All right, let's do it. We are rolling so, uh, this beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Roll us that beautiful bean footage. Hey, uh, so what's going on? Bingewatch.com, man. What's going on? Yep, welcome to the podcast. This is a binge watch podcast with uh, Paul and Brian, the Bearded Wonder, and I don't know if we ever settled on a nickname for me. Hit us up on that uh, Twitter sphere as long as that remains solvent. At <laughs> Nobody wants to buy it. <laughs> at Binge Watch PC. Yeah, Microsoft said, oh, we might buy it. Tank. Yes, comrade. <laughs> Maybe Putin will buy it. We might buy it. Tank. So uh, at Binge Watch PC, or you can email us at uh, Brian at Binge Watch Podcast dot com. Um, yep, and I'm at I'm at Paul underscore BWPC. I'm glad you verified that because I don't think last time you completely remembered I what had, it was. <laughs> I had no fucking clue, man. <laughs> I get no. I know nothing. I know nothing. So uh, let's. Uh, so man, the Earth has realigned its its axis, and we now have a president elect Trump. Yeah, everywhere is south now. Wherever <laughs> way you go, it's the, south. The magnetic poles have flipped. It's just all <laughs> a down. Age, a new age of Trump is upon us. Uh, I really can't say I'm 100 percent surprised. <clears throat> I, well, I am. Surprise! Like if I was going to say if I had to pick or bet, I would have picked or bet Hillary because that seemed like the soft, the the safe bet. Not necessarily because yeah. the polls were leaning that way, just because maybe my my own sense of sanity and him just wanting or my, me not want him to have the the reins of power. Uh, just I couldn't get wrap my mind around that. I thought it was um, the thing that. Um struck me all the way up until and we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago is just the sort of the sheer everybody in the media was full court press for Hillary and it was so blatantly obvious and it was so and it seemed at least so obvious that they were cooking the books on the polls that a little part of me like a week out started saying she might lose because she's being their team is being a little bit like we got this in the bag. Yeah, I think that's the case. I don't think that they were. I don't think anything was actually being cooked. I think the people that voted for him that were his put him over the top. The angry white dude in the rural area. I don't think is taking and participating in polls. So I feel like it just wasn't measuring the people that were going to really put him over the top. Um, yeah. And he spent time in the places in the key battleground states that she didn't set foot down. Yeah, well, Michigan, they definitely Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, and all the the Rust Belt. But yeah, they, in Pennsylvania, that's he made his big appeal. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 conceded that with those areas, thinking that they had them in the bag, but they didn't. Yeah, as soon as uh, election night, as soon as Florida went down for him, I said, "Man, I think he's got it." Yeah, I was. I was. I think about um, eight fifteen or eight thirty. I Ron texted me about something like, "Are you watching this?" And I, it, you know, Florida was dead even. And I was. I said, "I I feel like if Florida's dead even, then it's this is kind of a done deal for him." Like I wasn't calling it or anything, but it felt like, man, this is not where we thought it would be. Anyone really, except for maybe if you're in the Trump campaign. Um, because there was, if here's the thing, Trump and them, they did not think they were going to win, or they would have never been saying that it's a, the fix is in, we're blah blah blah, they're going to steal it from us. If you thought you were going to win, you would have never uttered that. So for them to come out and say, "Oh, we knew we were going to win the whole time," bullshit on that. But it, it, about eight fifteen yeah. and thirty is when it started looking like this is probably going to go for him. Yeah, it's, um, and I. I think fortunately for everybody is that I don't think I think he's sort of one of those guys that's crazy like a fox. I think he has a very definite there was a definite game plan to the way he was behaving. It's that whole strongman attitude and it's a, it's a whole psychology thing. Now is he is he prone to having a little temper tantrums? Looks like it. <laughs> Is he prone to grabbing, grabbing people by the pussy? Looks like it. 
But, um, I mean, honestly, I think there was a whole bunch of factors at play. I think there was a little bit of, uh, a lot of bit of, of the Hillary camp, Hillary's campaign thinking they had it in the bag. I think there was a lot of anger and people staying at home because they were angry at what happened to Bernie Sanders. And I think that for is sure. the most, I think, I think that I voted for Bernie. I wrote him in yep. because I thought that was absolutely despicable the way the DNC treated him and all those emails that came out supported it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, well, what I think is this, like with what happened to Bernie isn't unique. I mean, that's been happening no. on both no. sides for a hundred years and it's this, it's finally been visible. So yeah. I think there's some to that. The curtain has been pulled back. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so what, what occurred there isn't new or unique and I'm not at the end of the day really disturbed about it in terms of like, Oh, this is something, Whoa, the fucking thing got stole from Bernie. You could probably go back and there's two or three people on each side of the fence Going back a hundred years, if that could be said, and, and, we, and the country oh. hasn't blown up, right? But no, no, and I know it. I know it's not a unique phenomenon. I mean, politics is one of the roughest contact sports in in the history of man. And when you're talking about the most powerful nation on the planet, you know, there's some. I mean, the, motherfuckers yeah. get the, <laughs> motherfuckers sometimes they end up meeting a nail gun. Sometimes I mean, who knows? Right. I <laughs> but like it's it's one of those things that. It made me. I think the thing about it, even though I was aware of it, is that it was uncovered for everybody to see. Yeah. And if they would have just went with Bernie, he would have been president right now. I think. I don't. I don't think that I buy that. I think he was such a like. I I like Bernie. I like a lot of his policies. I love the free education and a lot of the stuff that he that he proposes. But I think he's such an easy target. He's. He's just as easy to, as a target to attack for these same people um, that voted for Trump anyway. So I don't. Maybe it's closer, or maybe uh, he wins. I feel like all odds being that he was still going to be a long shot. Now maybe I, going I, in. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that, man, because there's such a deep-seated hatred in the Republican Party for the Clintons. There's a. I mean. They, I mean, they had the yeah, but those people that put him over the top, out for those guys, the angry white guys that came out on Moss to put him over the top would have. I think they would have been voting against Sanders almost as strongly because they're gonna. It would be so easy if you have you know he's never passed legislation. He's the amendment king, and. Some of the stuff he does, in not in my eyes and not in your eyes, and I'm just playing the devil's advocate advocate gotcha, for the gotcha. angry white gotcha. guy, yeah. is next to communism, is next to socialism, is Stalinism, and that's how they see all that. I mean, you you start talking about free education, these people will fucking shoot you, you know, which I wholeheartedly support free higher education. And, oh, I thought you was going to say you wholeheartedly support people shooting me. I was about to say, whoa. whoa. Yeah. I mean, as long as I'm there and I can video it and put it on YouTube, I'm, I'm all for it. So, But oh, yeah. I, I don't, like, I've ha- like, I'm not saying he couldn't have beat Trump, but I don't at all think, like, if he's there that it's that's a win. I think he is, again, such an easily attackable candidate to, to stir up these angry white guys. He was right there supporting Black Lives Matters, all the, all the same stuff. He's not a Clinton. And he certainly wouldn't have had the email scandal, but I, I I just can't totally buy off on if he's there he wins. Um, I think he probably I, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. On that. Probably fifty five percent chance Trump still wins against him. So, but I do think maybe that all that stuff coming to the light of day changes that stuff up, and, and we get some change down the road. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you think about that whole thing with uh, the uh, FBI director Comey? Uh, Coming back out and saying, "Whoa, wait a second. And then, oh, never mind, guys. Psych. <laughs> so fucking weird, dude. So fucking weird. I, and I think there was a lot of things. And I think, um, I think, I think it was amazing that Hillary spent on average for every vote a little bit over like nine and a half bucks right. per vote. And Trump spent right around four. Well, on he base, got so much base, free. CNN, yeah. the, the, the I can't. The media, that's the thing about the media is that they were all just following him, just sniffing 
until they realize too late. Oh, he's getting this is free media for him. Right. Well, they, they don't, I don't even, I don't even think late. they realize that. I mean, the CNN, the whatever their news director guy, one of the first things he did, and it was an interview. He got interviewed, you know, day or two after the election, and he says, "We've now looking back post election, we realize that we covered him, overcovered him, and essentially we did you know a couple things. They uh, polarized the left, right? Yeah. And yeah. they put him out there so hardcore that they are actually part of the Trump campaign. I yeah. mean, they were a wing of the Trump campaign. He was on, I mean, at work we have all the channels going all the time. And, dude, it was nothing. I just watched a year of Trump at work. I think, and I think he played. If there's anything that can be said, there's a lot of negative things can be said about Trump. The thing that can be said about him, he played that to a T. Oh yeah, he he, he used and abused played him. that to it. Yeah, and he, I mean, um, I think my hope is, and I'm you know you're seeing it now with him putting together the transition team and everything, and he's, he's got Mike Pence's. Who's a what is it? His favorite saying is he's a he's a Christian first, a conservative second, and a Republican third in that order. Right. It's like, man, it's it's going to be interesting. There's they they're going to have a Supreme Court justice come up, uh, at least one the one to replace uh, probably two, uh, probably nuts. three. Yeah, probably, probably three. two or three because you got two uh, current that are in their eighties. So here's the thing: like, <clears throat> I'm not now that Trump's in office, I am praying to all the gods in the universe that he lives for four years so we don't have actually have mike pence as our president and yeah and uh, for all the things that uh, uh is bad about trump uh he is is very well known to be he doesn't drink he doesn't smoke and he uh don't drink don't smoke till- what do you do <laughs> you grab that pussy that's what you do <laughs> it's like i grab him by the lapels <laughs> it's uh it's um i think he i think he could easily end up being um if he stays healthy he could end up being a two-term president if he doesn't just completely jack it up in this first four years well i think i think year one is a little bit of a honeymoon year i think year two three and four are probably going to be disasters i don't think he like try as he might i don't think he can like hang that long like i've been really watching like what he's doing post and he's hating it he's like he's still having two or three hour dinners out in new york at night he's staying at trump tower he he made uh the the japanese prime minister meet him at trump tower right (laughs) it's like what (laughs) it took the prime minister of england 24 hours to get him on the phone and he was finally or she was finally forwarded through to trump towers and he didn't know that that was she was going to be on the phone and and apparently he was fairly aggravated that she got through to him like he is not going to want to do this 24 hour a day job like i i I think there's a breaking point in there and this he's going to go what the fuck did i do i don't i don't see him being this overly involved guy I think he's gonna. I think he's going to do sort of what he always do, does and do, does it his own way, and nobody's going to tell him what to do. And it's. I think it's going to be like I. I told you and you and Ron the past like like year and a half. It's it's going to be the best four years of TV ever. <laughs> yeah, it might be, it might be great TV. I'm not. I'm not so enthused about. There's two things: the Supreme Court, and uh, that could swing radically conservative. And uh, I'm not so much worried, per se, about Trump, because I think he is going to be fought by the left and the right on all this crazy stuff that he wants to do. I don't know that he's going to be that successful in implementing all the, any of this stuff. Now, he can unwind the executive orders that Obama did, and maybe he can get away with a couple things. But I think he's yeah. going to have, face so much uphill resistance. What I really worry about <clears throat> is the people that he is letting in the door who they let in the door. Like, I think that on down the food chain, it will be a free-for-all of nuts that are let in. I mean, you already see it with Bannon um, from Breitbart. Breitbart. 
Breitbart, yeah. The um, alt-right. Yeah, the alt-right. What how did what I want to understand is on the alt-right, how did we relabel that white supremacist nationalist movement as alt-right? The media did it. Did it? The media the did fuck? it. And it's like – and they was talking about it on NPR today that they was talking – and they interviewed somebody on from the alt-right, and they was calling it that. And I was like, call it for what it is. Yeah, it's Dumb white supremacist don't, nationalism. Don't let, them, don't let them turn that corner on you like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it sounds safe. It's just alternative, right? Like alternative rock music. You know, like That's R.E.M. Right. Well, turn it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the Racism, fuck? turn it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. My hope is that he was truly doing because he is a showman. He is uh, the the P.T. Barnum of our time, and that it, he was putting on a show, and that he is more of a pragmatist than a than a loony. So um, we'll see. Yeah, and that's why, like, I think he, is, he, hit, he did it. <laughs> I, I know, but I think you hit the nail on the head where he's a showman. When he is drowned in the deluge of work that is being the president, he's either going to offload that to like two week Bob over there that is all covered in swastikas and say, Bob, you don't look like you do much. Could you, you got some free time. Could you handle all this stuff? That's what I, again, that's what I fear is that because if you look at <clears throat> in the most corrupt um, presidency that we had, was under Reagan, and not because Reagan was corrupt, but because he was so old and out of it, he took his eye off everything, and they ran amuck underneath him, and I feel like that's where Donald Trump, he's not Ronald Reagan, it's a totally different issue, but I think the minutia, the nuts and bolts and details of actually running the United States government is going to, he is going to not want to do that at all, and there'll just be this under belly of whatever the fuck they can get away with while he's dining at uh you know fine dining places in new york instead of being in in washington yeah i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be interesting i know uh, over the next uh four years we're gonna have a lot to talk about (laughs) so that's uh so okay so we got that out of we we lanced the boil we talked about president-elect trump so let's. Yeehaw. I'm a picking and I'm a grinning. Uh, so let's uh, let's turn to some uh, to some more to a bit of lighter news. I'll just zip through this stuff. Um, it's news time here with the bearded wonder, <laughs> and uh, we get a, a big thank you for the doodle doo doo. Is that a whole bar? I don't even think it is. Uh, we get a lot of our uh, stuff. I, it's I get seven eighths time. It is. <laughs> Where's John Philip Sousa when you need him? Um, from extremist.com, E X S T R E A M I S T.com, uh, HollywoodReporter.com, um, uh, Gama Sutra. There's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to be talking about because we're also going to be talking about Walking Dead and Westworld. I'll zip through. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Senior Trump. We should just call him Senior Trump. That would just... El uh, Senior Trump. Senior Trump. Say hello to my little country. (laughs) So, so, uh, took a look at uh, another place, uh, one of Brian's favorite sites, zerohedge.com. Trump's geographic landslide. Look at all that red on there. Can you see that? I can't see that. But the, the thing of it is that there's nobody, nobody lives in that red. Well, motherfuckers over there decided it for him. Motherfuckers <laughs> over there decided it for him. A lot of red. Well, cause, yeah, because the way the electro- electoral college works. But that map yeah. is so deceiving, it makes it look like... And I saw this plastered a lot on the internet. That, oh, look, the, mo- the majority of America voted because look at how red America is. Well, there's nobody he, in those fucking areas. Yeah. Like right here, this is where my mouse is. There's like two people, and they got like three teeth amongst them. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's uh, it's um, it's it's uh, hilarious that right after this, they were like, Hillary won the popular vote. Get rid of the electoral college. It's like in like four years ago, they were like ta- touting the how 
how bulletproof the electoral college was. It's like, oh, you bunch of butthurt people. There's, I have not seen so many butthurt people as when she lost. And it's, the butthurt is real. Well, I think, like, I, I was just looking at some Facebook posts a while ago about the, basically that um, people saying get used to it, quit being butthurt. But I, I think, man, there's some, for a lot of people, there's some real super big, huge life-changing consequences. Like the 30 yeah, million that could lose insurance, the 12 million that could be deported, the 50 million that would be impacted by those deportations, yeah. you know. And, and I, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm mostly being funny right because it's just funny to see how the the reaction that and i think it was more of a surprise reaction and then it's tied into like some real fear like oh are they going to come and get me you know that <laughs> kind of thing and i think hopefully a lot of those fears i think hopefully are going to be un, unfounded fingers you crossed know, i hope so one, as well yeah it's because i mean you know it's like it's like uh, Dave Chappelle said on uh, Saturday Night Live, just I think this last weekend, it's like, man, who's going to pick your strawberries? <laughs> it's right. like, come on. Um, but there's, there's to his joke, there, there's a lot of very hard labor that people are willing to come here and do that Americans are not going to do at all. And we should be supportive of that as long as they're not, they're not as long as they're being good <clears throat> Even if they're not citizens, as long as they're behaving like good citizens and following the laws, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Well, I, and I think the we've granted, I think it's either two or three times in the past, we've granted amnesty to the illegals that's been, that were here and the world didn't end and nothing nothing happened and they integrated and they're part of our, they're huge contributors to our society. I mean... What I hate about it is that the, the whole the the fear and the blah 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 is um, so unfounded. And if you remember, like let's put this into an entertainment thing, it gangs in New York when the Irish generation that was previously settled here was down at the docks telling the the brand new Irish people off the boat, "This isn't your country. Go home." You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, what it's the what the fuck? Everybody comes here, works really hard, gets integrated, tries to build the best society that they can. There's no rapist migration or drug dealers. We got a bunch of people here that are already drug dealers. We're not importing drug dealers. Um, it's just the, the fear mongering around that is so fucking wrong. It's not even funny. Yeah, and I, I I totally agree with that. It's uh, I think there's something to be said, uh, for trying to break up the cartels of gangs like um, was it like M13 or something like that. I, I can't remember these the big uh, gangs, and a lot of them do come up from Central South America, and that's their part of that trade. And I think there is they, something they recruit they recruit people already here. They, the gangs that are already here go to those guys and say, we want to distribute for you guys because you guys can give us product and blah, blah, blah. It's not swaths of illegals running no, around. No, no, it, but it's, it's, there's, it's, there's a, de a definite tie and a lot of it works through the, uh, like some of the big gangs are started out in the prison systems. <clears throat> so yeah, it's people that they're, given a street education to the people that are already here it's what do you do about it besides uh which a lot of we also saw in this election uh california legalized marijuana well i think that's the thing that, that i mean we don't have an immigration problem we don't have a drug dealer problem we don't we have an illegal drug problem the same thing the same the way that they did during prohibition with an illegal alcohol problem we yeah that's a self-created problem Trying yeah, to you're creating de demand. Yeah, by, and you're trying to legislate morality, which never works. I mean, the the as much as these people don't want to legalize drugs, that's the answer to solve all this other stuff that they're worried about. You take that off the table, and <clears throat> what do you? What is this immigration? What does what does your worry about now? I mean, if and the people that are making money off of drugs being illegal are the uh, 
prison it's a prison the privatized prison prison system the people that work at the DEA all that's yeah. th- that's who's making that money i mean that's your problem is that we have <clears throat> all this legislated morality that's never going to work you're never going to win that war the whole cartel i i i hear what you're saying but i feel like that's a totally different issue and it has zero to do with immigration like this illegal oh, yeah Im- i can see that i can see that I, they're they want to come here work hard, make money, and send it home. That's a different, that's probably a more important issue to me that we have so much of our free cash that is that outflows and isn't recycled and spent here. That's an issue for me, but I don't know, man. Driving, this stuff drives me crazy. We've only been well, talking I about think, it for two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, Lena Dunham checked into a posh Arizona resort for uh, a vision quest because she was so triggered by the Trump win. <laughs> See, that's so butthurt. Tr- yeah, she, and I was reading this thing. Uh, uh, she, he said, I, I could tell he was having trouble breathing, her boyfriend, and I could feel my chin breaking into hives. Another woman showed me her matching hive hidden by fresh concealer. It's like, yeah, oh my God, really? Come. So at a certain point, and I understand, and I think you listed out a lot of very legitimate concerns about people worried about their futures, uh, like the Dreamers and stuff like that. That was all executive order, and if Trump follows through, that's all gone. Right. But stuff like this is like, really? Really? Yeah, you should read through that. <laughs> I, I took a gander at it. You should read through the executive orders that could be overturned like with like that. It's quite a bit, man. It's it's pretty troublesome. If if you're a social yeah. liberal like I am and a fiscal conservative, the that's what's the more most daunting part of it <clears throat> for me is that uh, you know LBGT rights could be reset. We, we've got all these that's- things with uh that's one of the that's one of the biggest concerns is but there's the one bright bright spot that trump during his campaign he made a very definite point during a uh one of his campaign speeches that he was going to protect the uh the uh, gay rights community uh, the gay community's rights um as far as i don't think so yeah well again i don't think it's him i don't think it's him the LBGT community has to worry about. I think it's the people on Moss that he's letting in the door that are super anti. Did you see the uh, the Texas representative? I think it was Tuesday that put in the thing in the tech, Texas legislature to uh, roll back all um, state and city LBGT ordinances and and make them a. Any, any, it would any type of protection or anything like that that they receive from the law would be as a, like don't beat them up, don't kill them kind of thing would be I, repealed. I, I just don't, I just don't understand the fear that why it is such a, a huge wedge issue for the re- religious right to where they are just so frightened of letting people just enjoy their lives and be happy. Yeah. that they have to it's like what do you want to do bring back slavery I mean don't ask Breitbart because you'll know the answer to that one. <laughs> right but uh, it's just it's like it's like do we not have bigger things to worry about oh did you see that some, some dude dressed as a lady comes into a bathroom and takes a takes a leak I mean come on if you didn't see the article or it was actually a video that the onion put out about the five reasons why we should like Bannon today and of course, it's oh, it's, it's really really funny, man. Oh, and of course, it's it. completely satirical coming from the Onion, but uh, it it made, oh, it made me laugh today. There's there's just enough people that believe the Onion is legit. <laughs> <laughs> no. so they have to be careful. They're so subtle sometimes that it's it passes for real news. Um, so are we done? Are we done talking about this? Yeah, let's move on. Let's do some. Uh, you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about Walking Dead first because I think it's the least interesting of the two this week. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I would say, except for the season opener, I, I'm I am a diehard Westworld fan. Yep. Yes. So I'm going to close all these other news links because they're in the show notes. Brian will post them up when he posts the episode. If you want to hear about Fan Bing Bing, exit WME for CAA. 
you can find it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's talk about The Walking Dead. We're going to talk about uh, – what are we going to talk about? Season uh, 7, Episode 3, The Cell. And, and service. About season seven, episode four, service. Yes. Um, Your take? The, uh, the, the cell, that was the one with uh, where they introduced Ezekiel, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he was introduced in actually in two, right? Two. That was in two. <clears throat> so this, this is when uh, Daryl's eating dog food sandwiches. Right. And they're trying to yes. break him the whole time. Yeah. It's. Um, I thought that was I thought that was interesting episode. Uh, man, Daryl looks rough. <laughs> he does. He does in episode four. He looks pretty damn rough too. Yeah, uh, man. I'm trying to figure out. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why somebody just doesn't kill Negan. Well, so me too. In in because here's the thing that I'm thinking in honor of. In honor of yeah, the baseball bat. Swing the swing There's away. no bar part. But it's got some funny red stains on it. Yeah, so, like, I'm thinking the same thing, like, as he's walking around. Because he doesn't... A, a man that's in power like that has to empower some people around him in in such a way that they aren't thinking about having to take it over or kill him, right? So yeah. who, who are the ones that protect him and, and po- prop him up? That's what I don't get. Like everybody well, that's it, around him is like he is so he he treats them just like he treats Rick. Yeah. Well, and that's well, sort of. Um, he sort of beats him down, builds him up, and um, is what is the what is the name of the guy that uh, he he burned his face with an iron? Uh, right I just call him Pizza Face because his his face looks like a pizza because it's all burned up. Yeah. He looks like a like a an extra from a trauma film. Right, he's <laughs> yeah. he's the he's Daryl's um, uh, mortal enemy. Oh yeah, uh, because and we found out a lot of information that Negan uh, took it took this guy's wife and says it's not your wife anymore, it's Negan's wife. Thank you very much, and he rubs it in the guy's right. pizza face. <laughs> it's uh, it's. Um, it's amazing that this guy. He, I'm wondering, because I don't, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know what Negan's backstory is. If he was like some sort of psychologist before, because man, he is, he is working people. He is working people. He broke, he broke Rick down. Um, he's finding it's not that easy to break Daryl down. He, 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 uh, he uh, tricked Daryl into trying to make a break for it. He's testing him, right. and then he made that bum rush at him. Like with Lucille, that is going to hit him, and but Daryl didn't flinch. He's like, so "Good on Daryl." You don't scare let, easy. Let, I like that. <laughs> yeah, he let Daryl. You know, Daryl. I mean, even though he ended up, you know, killing uh, Glenn because of Daryl punching him. I mean, except for him torturing, putting him in solitary, and feeding him crappy food, Daryl's pretty much unscathed. And he got away with punching him, and that probably should have been a death sentence for Daryl. So right. obviously Negan sees something in Daryl that he thinks, if I can break this guy, this will be a great foot soldier for me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think about, um, <clears throat> the, the, you know, so I'm, th- I'm thinking about Negan and him as a leader and the way he leads. And, like, I'm thinking about how the Roman emperors who had this ultimate power and how they were able to survive given that they had so many enemies is because they had the Praetorian Guard that was so empowered and so well paid and so loyal because that was their source of money <clears throat> that they protected the emperors forever and they were also the, the number one enemy of the emperor like if they didn't get paid what they wanted to get paid um, in these donuts they would kill the emperor appoint another emperor that would, they knew would pay them so like when Negan just walking around with a bat and all these people have guns and he's treated all these people this way I'm like thinking there's no way that one of them just doesn't plug him you know that yeah that, yeah that, I would have I would have taken a shot at the title I mean I, I have a feeling I would have sort of looked around as like man this is a pretty shitty world I'm living in I'm gonna fucking kill that guy <laughs> right so I feel like the story for to have some believability, he needs to have some 
right-hand men that are his true enforcers that they get to do whatever they want and they don't really have to play by the rules that everybody else has to play by and therefore they support and protect him so him just being the leader walking around with the baseball bat and especially once he gave the baseball bat to rick the entire episode four um he has zero it's just a real weird deal for me that all these people in this hardcore world would just let him walk around and do all that stuff without the instant uh fear of reprisal by his loyalist henchmen you know yeah man because that's uh and you'd mentioned um talking about uh roman uh uh emperors is that there was a whole lot of caution in who you let close to you because you could get uh caesar really quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, uh, oh, the guy we're talking about, uh, Pizza Face, his name is Dwight. Uh, there's a comment on the... Dwight uh, Schrute. Uh, uh, Dwight Schrute. He's, he's into Beats. Beats Bears. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Uh, in, season, in the Reddit show notes for Season four, uh, season 7, Episode 4, uh, uh, Service, um, Dwight, somebody said, I really don't understand why Dwight is single white femaleing Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> It's he funny. Said, the crossbow I get, but the vest is just weird. <laughs> and it's right. He's like he's he he's got his crossbow. He's got his vest. He's got his bike. He wanted his bike, and it's right. like, man, it's like. Well, I think part of it is like, well, he's got a pretty wife, and uh, she's getting uh, pipe laid to <laughs> by uh, by Negan every night. So I mean, he's yeah, he's taking out somewhere. Right, he's going home and kicking the dog, and Daryl's the dog. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think. Um, I think it's I think it's a really interesting season. Um, I'm more uh, somehow more excited. I was really excited for the first episode of this season. I am totally so entranced with Westworld that I'm more excited about that because it's a new thing. Well, there's that. In, it's an old it, thing that's a, a total new thing. <laughs> there, there's, there's that, and it's juxtaposed that first episode was so brutal and so visceral and now these other now they got to go back for a number of episodes and tell a story that in comparison to that in comparison to what, what what's going on in Westworld yeah I mean it it does seem a little bit bland um, and that was I think I made that comment around like how do they follow this up and how do they reconnect emotionally with the audience and get you sucked back in into it is going to be a thing for um the Walking Dead. I mean, I, I ha, there obviously is a lot of setup here, and where I will go south on this is if this setup is as long as the setup was it was with with the governor, which I was so done with the governor by the time that finally got there that I was just being beaten down by the episodes, trying to force myself through it because I knew at some point it would end. And then I started, once that storyline resolved itself, which took too long, then I started really enjoying the show again. So yeah, the, the governor, um, I'm hoping that Negan doesn't turn into the governor. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that. Cause that was, it was like, Oh my God. So, and it's, I'm already starting to feel it though. It's a very interesting par- parallel is that, Oh my God! Would somebody just kill the governor? And then I was thinking, I'm, man, this last episode, and we're only four, what, four episodes in? Right. And I'm already, would somebody kill this motherfucker, Negan? Right. Because if it mean, wasn't for that jacket, he he has this giant head and he has these tiny little baby shoulders. It's like, kill him! <laughs> you can kill him. Yeah. Two two things on that. Like, I feel like Negan's already been around for a season because he was his buildup was all of the previous season. So, I mean, in terms of like pure episode involvement, I mean, he's been there a season and a half already. Um, the other thing is that's the guy, that guy has slimmed down so much. Like, um, he plays the, um, the comedian in, um, the Watchmen, And, Oh, okay. He is really like muscular and bulked up and, and everything in that show. um, and he's so thin. he must have gone vegan or something. And and I'm, I'm maybe I'm I'm sounding like I'm sort of beating him down a little bit too much because I think he's doing a really good job. He's doing the job that they're they're expecting him to do as an actor. Uh, is I think it's a little bit. It seems a little bit over the top. Is no, even in a, poca, a post-apocalypse, I'd be thinking. 
I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and here's where I feel like his character, and it's not him, it's not his acting. Dude, he has so much dialogue, and the dialogue is so hokey that yeah. I'm just so like, shut the-, the fuck up already. Shut up. I would, I would, I would let, uh, yeah, and it's like, it's like, man. You were killing me with this talk, dude. Just go ahead and kill me. It's like I don't want to hear you talk anymore. It, it, yeah, he's 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 monologuing, and it's like that's thing that people that's a uh, the the villain monologue. Right. The villain monologues and tells all his plans, and and it's like, yeah, shut the fuck up already. I'd rather see somebody sort of quiet and like a snake that you don't know what he's going to do. Right. I feel like he would be more menacing that way. But the more he talks and tells his hokey jokes, the less I'm, even though I know he's going to beat people up with that bat, the less I'm interested in him as this arch villain. And he's almost like this kind of sad little kid that's found himself on the top of the mountain pile and, doesn't know what to do about it rather than he methodically murdered his way to the top and now he's you know what i mean it's it's just it's playing a little weird and i wish they would dial down the 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 his dialogue a little bit and make him a little bit more menacing yeah shut him shut his dialogue down a little bit and get into his backstory and what sort of what get deeper into him into what why he is what he is and show a potential like what is or maybe that is his weakness i mean i'm sure there's all of that's already all been established in the comic book but uh i don't know i'm i just um i'm i was sort of uh, off the rails a little bit because that's from the comic too with ezekiel and his tiger and i was like really for reals right <laughs> for reals, yeah. but you know we'll see where that goes i'm, I'm not buying that uh as much even I want to see what they do with that because I, I know that he's not really King Ezekiel. He did this. He was a worked at a zoo and stuff like that, and he saved the tiger. But it still seems a little ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I don't know how familiar you've seen The Watchmen. Yeah. That uh, he's my favorite. Um, uh, well, I guess I, one of my favorite guys in there. Um, Rorschach's probably my favorite character in there, but he's yeah. my favorite the second favorite guy in there in terms of like, he's the character that gets it. Like he's the first, you know, his, the, his murder starts the movie and he, yeah. he, he knows that it's all a hoax that, um, um, they've all been taken for a ride and his line in there. Um, it's all just a fucking joke, man. It's just a joke. It was one of my favorite, um, lines from, from recent times, given that, uh, it's a great scene and it's the, it just him him giving up and allowing himself to be killed because he knows that this is all bullshit. He's seen the all the political stuff and everything. So, um, but I really like him, and I think that uh, in the past in a lot of his movies, he's a great actor, and the physicality and the way he did things was much more of a part of that. And I find myself being kind of bored in these monologue scenes and kind of spacing out. So I hope this doesn't continue to be that way. Yeah. Uh, the one more thing, uh, because uh, how much time we uh, we're rolling for an hour, right? Yeah, we've Where got. Are we at? We've got. Where are we at? Where you at? Where you at? Um, we are at. We got uh, like fifteen minutes. Let's switch to water. Oh. To almost said water world. <laughs> Let's go switch to water world. I'm fine with that. Uh, here, uh, before we switch, uh, I, I would love it if you would play. Uh, Play this. This is uh, what they was torturing Daryl with. <laughs> that easy street. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that? Uh, Play. How do I get to that link? Uh, it's in the uh, chat. Go to the chat window, um, and it's down in the uh, Walking Dead notes on the, the the Google Doc. There we go. There we go. Play a little bit of that. I guess I can't hear it, so you just tell me when yeah, you're playing it. I gotta, we'll just sit here awkwardly for ten minutes. I gotta get past the ad. Here we go. Playing. It's very, very, it's got a nice beat. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> we heard that a few fucking times in that episode. I thought they were trying to break so did, me. So did Daryl. <laughs> I thought they were personally so trying to break me. 
Oh yeah, it's a but it's funny because they it's that old comedy uh, thing that you do something it's funny you keep on doing it until it's not funny and you keep on doing it longer until it's funny again. <laughs> right. And that's what they did. And I, I sort of I sort of enjoyed that. Um, I think what was the only other thing on The Walking Dead? I was looking at these comments. Um, there's Riffin people. He said Dwight is almost done with his Daryl Dixon cosplay. And he said I don't know if I should call him ha- half Freddy Krueger or Discount Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I think Discount Daryl is much better. Yeah, I thought that was fun. <clears throat> so now let's get over to our new current favorite. It is, it is above even Orphan Black for me at this point because Orphan Black hit its peak. And it sort of faded off the last couple of seasons. So let's talk about Westworld. Um, I love it. I'm totally digging it. And man, there's no bigger Anthony Hopkins fan than me. I've said that before. I'll probably say it again 500 more times as we watch this. He is so far above. You know what I mean? It's It's like if me and you showed up to the park to play pickup basketball and we had to play against Michael Jordan. That's where I feel like these other good actors, like serviceable actors. But that's how I feel like, I mean, with very few words, he just steals every scene that he's in. There's that one scene in um, episode four. um, No, I'm sorry, episode seven, where he doesn't say a fucking word while they're showing him um, how they have made the um, robots uh, be able to trick the other robots into thinking they're human. Yes. Um, yes. He doesn't say a word that whole scene. And I could, I was mesmerized by him. I, all this stuff is going on and I'm just watching him the whole time. He is, he is one of those actors and I've, the the stuff with him that everybody talks about is Silence of the Lambs, and rightfully so because that is the most the most vicious, sadistic character that I think any actor has ever played, and and it's it's so interesting that how subdued he could play, and especially in like in Silence of the Lambs, how like subdued that he would play thing and like uh, play th- things. And like he was talking about it, just the angle of the head or a look could convey so much stuff. Right. And it's, it's just beautiful mm-hmm. to watch. And he is still got it at, I'm, I'm not sure of his age. He's like how 80 old? something. Yeah. And he is still just amazing. So have you ever seen remains like of the day? President. Why couldn't he be president? <laughs> I vote for Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Two votes for Anthony. Have you ever seen Remains of the Day? Yes. Yes. I mean, that is a powerhouse of subtle acting from beginning to end for his character, who whose main problem is his being able to express himself and communicate and, and bond with other humans. And what Anthony Hopkins is able to portray, I mean, it's just... That those end scenes when you realize that that guy is never going to find love, he's always going to be by himself, and it's because he cannot express himself to other people. He loved this lady for like twenty years that they worked together and never could get it together. So um, that the end scenes are heartbreaking when as he's realizing that, and there's not a lot of dialogue in it. It's just him reacting to what's going on around him and him showing his inner turmoil and his inner, you know, uh, despair that is like, wow, man. And that's when I, I, I don't care what's going on in the screen. I'm totally focused on, on Anthony Hopkins and it, it's almost a little bit distracting for me because this character is hardly ever speaks that, yeah. um, he is doing so much stuff that it's, I, I'm just blown away by, by, by him. I knew I would be, um, and, yeah. I am still. I still love that I. I walk. I walked into this show, having read nothing and know nothing about it, and the only thing I knew that Ed Harris was going to be in it because he was on the screen on the posters. Yeah, and I didn't even yeah. know Anthony was going to be in there. So yeah, I didn't. I and I, that was yeah. This is one of those rare, uh, pleasant surprises, which is very hard to have in this day and age with uh, 
the access to social media and instant information. Um, I I can't say I've been disappointed in any of the episodes. Um, I got up here on, I put a link in the show notes for you to copy over uh, for the Wikipedia. He is 78. Anthony Hopkins yep. is uh, a Welsh actor of film, stage, and television. Who would have known? And he's also uh, he uh, composed his own uh, his own uh, his symphony. Hey, his and, own symphony. Yes. And you've there's well, a documentary so on it. You can't compose an orchestra. You compose an orchestra. <laughs> um, so I watched. I recently watched that on. Um, Hang on, Anthony Hopkins. So he composed that, I want to say, when he was like 20 or something. Yes, and he put it away for a long time. A long time. He, he composed it when he was very young, and that's what he wanted to do. And he just put it aside. Yeah, yeah. what is the fucking name of this movie? Um, I just watched a- it. There was yeah, there was a uh, there was a uh, like a little mini documentary about that. Yeah, I just watched it a couple months ago. It was yeah. a waltz that he wrote. Well, fuck it. Um, and uh, a guy, a, a young guy, found that he had written this. It he had never been played, and so they um, set up the orchestra, got got it played for him and it was super cool thing it was god i can't i just fucking watched that not too long ago yeah it, it, it was uh performed uh by the vienna philharmonic i believe yeah something like that or the london or uh symphony one of the, one of the big ones and he was there in attendance and it, it, he it was wonderful to see just the, like the true humanity in his face and it's not like a character being portrayed it's just him and the, just the joy of seeing his something that means so much to him brought to life, and that he's not the center focus, the art is the center focus. Yeah. You know, it was really it was uh, it was very touching. I uh, I uh, I saw that, and I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was like man, this guy's got some depth. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, he's 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 a rarity for sure. So. And he likes uh, liver and fava beans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but back back to the show. Um, I I like um, how diverse it is in terms of uh, storylines. There's there, there's three or four storylines kind of playing out and interweaving, and 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 we're seeing all these things develop. Um, certainly, the end of episode seven was. Not a surprise in terms of like it was like I felt like we were all waiting to find out who was the uh, replicant, replicant <laughs> that we thought was a human, but they're actually a replicant. Yeah. And then how that ended with um, the him like killing the nut. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Anthony Hopkins having um, that lady killed. Uh, yeah. I just I, thought it was interesting that. And it sort of played out to something that we talked in like after the first or second episode. And I was talking about that. What if you have this Westworld thing, but then you have, it's another level of the game. It's like, okay, you got Dungeons and Dragons and then you get advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and right. it's like, okay, what if it's, what if it's, um, what if it's robots instead of all the way down, all the way up, right? Turtles all the way up. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it to me it's like they're so and they're throwing so many breadcrumbs every which way and just I, I'm loving it. It's because it's like it, every episode is just a mind fuck. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and I think w- what I do worry that they'll get halfway through this story and struggle a little bit with the intricacies of this stuff and it all being meaningful. And I don't know how far away they are, how in advance they are in terms of having the storyline done. Um, but I love this. And I can't remember if we talked about this last time. Did we talk about the, the scene between at the table between Anthony Hopkins and Ed Harris? We did, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- that's definitely been a highlight of, of the show so far with me. Th- yeah. Though- Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, uh, his character is, uh, is, his name is Ford. Right. And uh, he is absolutely 
showed zero fear of any kind of intimidation <laughs> from Ed Harris. Right. He's like, he is in total control. And I think that's an interesting sort of story point is that he is in such total control. At what point will he lose control? Because that's the only way you can go is this guy's on the mountaintop right now. So at some point, something is going to happen to, to bring him down a peg. And to make it a, a battle, because you don't want a, a, a superhero or a supervillain that doesn't have any weak spots. We we're starting to get an idea for weak spots for him is that he has this this these first generation robots which he's hidden away. Uh, we have these outside corporation concerns that are are coming in from the, all angles trying to steal information and get it out. Um, and yeah, I see I what think you're saying. You know what I mean is that he's he's he, he's at the top of his game right now. So at a certain point, if it's going to be an interesting story arc, he needs to come down a peg and he needs a weak spot. He needs to have an Achilles heel or else it's like, man, this guy's just trumping everybody. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think he's it'll be one of the so this, you know, if you if you think about um the classical storylines or man versus nature, man versus or man versus, I think it with Anthony Hopkins character with Ford, it's man versus himself, right? It will be he will he will be the 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 seed and the sowing and the um, his own demise, his own own worst enemy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to play it out, and and I think like when you and I and Ron first talked about this, and I said the worst thing that I think could ever be done for a human because we're so. fallible and so jacked up is to create a world in which we could unleash the beast without any repercussions right and that's where i feel like i feel ford is created that world and now the world is his oyster and he can do and say whatever he wants which obviously has made him a murderer and uh in you know in episode seven so i that's where i feel like it is he will be he will sow the seeds of his own destruction. But, but it's interesting if you, if you just look at all this and you think about all the little, the little, little things that they're doing is that, okay, he had Bernard, which I thought was a great turn. I love it when you think somebody is a human and they show them turn that corner and they're not a human. And that at the end of episode seven, when they did that with him, I thought that was amazing to see him turn that corner. Is like suddenly the lights go off, right? And he's he is actually a robot. It's like who says she's not a robot? Just maybe she's from a maybe this is not the only corporation that's making robots. Maybe she's a plant. You know, it's it, it we can't assume anything. We can't assume that she's a human what is a human anymore in this show right so i knew he was a robot as soon as they walked into that room um upstairs and she's like where does this door go and he goes what door because the whole yes, speech yes, before a, was him talking him. about they can't see what they're not programmed to see and he's like the old the the hosts would walk right past this place even if they found it because they or program not to see it. And she goes, oh, what's yeah. behind this door? And he's like, what door? No, and, and I, I got that. But to see him when he fully, completely showed, shut down any emotional right. side that was being portrayed right before he killed her. To see an actor do that switch, it's like when they say, um, they say, uh, uh, lose the, uh, the way you're talking right now. You know, it's right. like, report <laughs> and it's it is so cool to see actors especially if they're sitting there in their in their birthday suit <laughs> sitting there on the, it's like okay we've got about like 20 grips and director of photography sitting around watching me naked got and they must have paid thandy newton a ton of money to run around naked this whole thing because she has literally for the last four episodes been partially nude almost nude or full nude um but I think she, I love her character as the self becoming self aware, becoming a badass, starting to figure out what she needs to do to, quote unquote, survive. 
um, and how she's using those two guys and knows that they're in trouble and they don't want to get in trouble. So she's going to use them and, and coerce them into to doing her bidding. Um, I'm yeah, really liking and, that character. And, and they, uh, that was a really interesting story point that, uh, that they capped off the intelligence of the hosts. And she said, let's take that up to 11 <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> 20 or whatever right. it was. Cause they capped him off at 13, whatever that is. She said, I'm going to roll that D 20 and I want to see a 20. <laughs> That's right. So I think that's going to be, uh, I, I am interested. I'm, I'm pre composing myself for when they introduce something stupid like the hatch or something like that. <laughs> right. No, no, you know, but I'm just enjoying the ride uh, as it is. Yeah. I think that's the danger. And that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. This, you know, when they get halfway in the, in, um, through the telling the story and it's really intricate and you know, you, you, they can outthink themselves with the hatch. And, and for me, it wasn't, um, the hatch per se, it was the press this button thing that went on for fucking ever. And then the, yeah. it doesn't really do anything. And then it was this huge device that they just put in at the last minute, um, story wise. And then they had to spend the entire next, uh, off season writing about, Oh my God, what is in the hatch? Cause they had no idea, you know, and they make up some stuff that really was kind of weird. Um, so that I, I do have some, I'm right there with you, man. That's my only concern is when do they outthink themselves and do they make this too intricate and these things can't be supported? And I hope they really do a smart kind of simple approach to it. You can be tricked up without being, um, uh, gaudy about it and, and it just be, it just becoming part of the background. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's one of these rare shows that uh you know we're seven episodes in and it is firing on all cylinders so and main engines are go main engines yeah, are go the, i was looking on the uh the reddit thread for westworld for uh episode seven and somebody said uh bottle 415 on reddit said i can't believe bernard is a fracking cylon who else is a fracking cylon <laughs> and somebody beneath him said all of them along the line <laughs> So uh, if, uh, if any of y'all listeners out there, all three of you out there, um, check out the show notes. Um, the, uh, we, make, we bust chops on Reddit, but man, they have some really active users on, uh, very passionate users and, and commentary on any of the TV uh, threads on, uh, on Walking Dead, on uh, Orphan Black, on Westworld, on the Blacklist, even though Blacklist has sort of fell out of favor with me. Um, the threads are great and it usually devolves into some really funny quotes. So, uh, check that kind of stuff out. We'll, we'll have it all in the show notes for you. Yeah. I I do think that the genius of Reddit is the humor. I think the, um, the thing that drives me a little crazy with it is just the, the there's, there's within Reddit, there's that group of people that take themselves so seriously about whatever subject you're in. Yeah. And, and you know, and they end up getting trolled a lot, which is funny. And they end up being a source of a lot of the humor. But um, it's with any of those platforms, there's always this that group that's just like, "Can't you guys take this fucking seriously?" And then there's the people moderator, that are- <laughs> moderator, <laughs> right? Man, ultra man, you have been banned from Pyongyang. <laughs> you are now moderator of Pyongyang. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the, the thing I like about uh, Reddit the most, and that's what, you know, because you've known me for a long time, it turns my gear, my weird gears, is is it's it's like this weird social telephone game. Is that the, right. the thread, comment threads rarely have anything to do with the subject matter. The exceptions are that there's really good stuff in any of these like TV show threads. So check them out. Yeah, it reminds me um, of uh, on steroids. What was the... Uh... God dang it! What's the and I haven't been to this website in forever. The website where you would they would link news articles, and, Fark, Fark, yeah. And then the discussion would never be about the news article itself. It would be some random yep. riff. So yep. it reminds me about that, like about how that would be, and the Photoshop wars and everything that would go on in there. Um, but it's like jacked up on steroids. It's almost like how 
Twitter is so jacked up on steroids in terms of like communication and the volume that comes at you. Like I feel like I would be okay with Reddit if I just stayed in this one little area. You know what I mean? And then once once you go out of that one little area you're super interested in it's just a forest of weirdness <laughs> yeah because you can go to the front page and if you go to the front page of reddit all and it's just a cornucopia of just what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> right. so um but yeah th- there is every single like type of group of very serious stuff they have really good um history uh, uh subreddit uh, very uh, pretty decent um, philosophy subreddit. Really strong science subreddit. Um, I hope Trump doesn't find of, out. He'll shut that shit down and talk about science in there. It's like uh, there's a subreddit for him. It's called the underscore Donald. And man, they were piping up like some some mad bitches when he won. <laughs> I would imagine so. I would so, imagine uh, so. So yeah, man. Um, uh, just take uh, any and all of those. Uh, I've separated the look for the uh, the date break on the the Google Notes, and yep. that's for this week. Yeah, and we're good to go. All right, man. Have a great weekend. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to be off for Turkey Week, so maybe we can uh, get get back together and, and do something uh, during that that time. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, I'm going to be, be in, in. I'll be in about the middle of the uh, about the middle of the week. I'll be back. Tuesday night. All right. Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right, man. Later, sir. Later.